Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for pastors and church leaders. I'm Andrew Cook and I'm pleased that you could join me again. The New Testament Letter to the Ephesians. A new series begins. Well, we've got a new series which will help us teach and preach from Paul's New Testament letter to the church at Ephesus. Before we meet our new guest here on Serving Today, I thought it would be good to have a bit of background on the place called Ephesus. This city was located in what was then called the province of Asia and what is now in the western part of modern-day Turkey. At the time that Paul was writing, Ephesus was under the control of the Roman Empire and was one of its provincial capitals. Culturally, it was Greek and Ephesus was the centre of worship for the Greek goddess Artemis or Diana as she was known to the Romans. So Ephesus was a centre for pagan worship. But also within the local population of Ephesus, there was a large Jewish colony. Anyway, it's time to meet our new guest who will be guiding us through these studies on Ephesians. Yes, my name is Ray Tibbs. I come from the northern part of England, just on the borders of Wales. I'm married, have three daughters and four grandchildren. In the goodness of God, I came to know the Lord Jesus as my saviour when I was about 18 years old and almost 12 years later received a call from him to pastoral ministry. My first pastorate was in the English countryside. My second pastorate was in the city of London. And more recently, I've been involved in helping train pastors overseas I've presented these studies that we'll be doing in Ephesians to the Philippines and to the Lebanon. Thanks very much, Ray. It's great to have you with us. As you said, you're going to help us with some talks on the New Testament book of Ephesians. Can you tell us how we're going to be doing this? Yes, we're going to look at the book of Ephesians from the point of view of just trying to understand what it says to us and also for the benefit of pastors to help them to teach and to preach it to their churches, having taken it to heart themselves, first of all. And what would you say is the overall theme of Ephesians? Yes, Ephesians is a very Christ-centred epistle, and we'll be looking at how foundational the Lord Jesus Christ is to our own personal lives, to the life of the church, to our relationship with God and with each other, and indeed to the whole world around us. So let's make a start. Where shall we go? Well, let's start from the beginning and just open up the first few verses, which can easily be overlooked, but they're quite instructive. What do we know about the church at Ephesus and where can we find out? Well, there is a lot of information about the church in Ephesus in the New Testament. It receives more letters than any other of the New Testament churches. And so 
it was founded through the work of the Apostle Paul when he first visited Ephesus on the way to Antioch during his second missionary journey. That's in Acts chapter 18, verses 18 to 21, probably about AD 48 or 49. But he was unable to stay very long, and so he left Aquila and Priscilla there, promising to return later. He did return later on his next missionary journey in Acts 19. He discovered in the meantime that since his first visit, Apollos had also ministered there. That's in Acts 18, 24 to 26. And one of his first tasks was to complete the work that Apollos had begun. And that's early in Acts chapter 19. Then, later on, he gathered the elders from Ephesus at Miletus on another journey and bade them an emotional farewell, which is in Acts 20, verses 17 to 38. So those are the narrative portions which relate to the early days of the church at Ephesus. And when was the actual letter that we're going to be studying, when was that written? It seems that Paul wrote this letter from Rome about five or six years later. Then having sent Timothy there, he wrote to him after about three years. You can see that in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. And that was followed by a further letter about two years later, which you can see in 2 Timothy chapter 1 at verse 18. And then almost 30 years later, the Apostle John was instructed to write to the church by the Lord Jesus himself. And that's in Revelation 2, verses 1 through to 7. So we have a total of four letters addressed to the church at Ephesus within the New Testament. This particular letter seems to have been delivered by Tychicus, he's referred to in chapter 6 at verse 21, who also delivered the letter to the church at Colossae, and that's referred to in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 7. Ray, you've called this talk, Who Are You? How does Paul begin this letter to the Ephesians? He begins by greeting the Christians in Ephesus, and he uses a form of greeting as in many of his other letters to different churches, apart from those to the Galatians and the Thessalonians, which are slightly different. And this is what Paul says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Yes, so those phrases are very significant. They appear to be formal, but they're actually full of meaning. Paul intends a contrast. By using the term saints, he means those who are separated or set apart from the environment in which they live. Believers are fundamentally different from the other inhabitants of Ephesus. They had to live with other people, of course, and were just like them in lots of ways. 
but they were called upon to maintain their distinctiveness as Christians. They were set apart from the other people to live lives clearly devoted to God. And how had the believers at Ephesus become saints? Was this by some special effort or was it through some special experience? Did they have to pass a special test? It was God who made them saints, not people. He had separated them for himself, not for their sake. In order to be in fellowship with God, saints must become like him. And that involves their cleansing from sin. He has accomplished that by accepting the sacrifice of his son on their behalf. That's described in 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. In the New Testament, there's no use of the term saints in the singular, which reminds us that we cannot live alone as saints. And there's an application there, isn't there? That's right. Are you aware that in your community you are saints, set apart by God and for God, to live a deliberately different life to show the Lord Jesus Christ to those around you? And still in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, what's the second point that Paul makes about these believers? Yes, he describes them as being faithful in Christ Jesus. The earlier phrase spoke of the dignity of the Christian, but this phrase speaks of the duty of the Christian. It describes the core, the heart of sainthood. It means to hold fast or to stay close to and refers to those whose lives are orientated around and governed by Christ himself. They have given up control of their own lives into his hands. There may be many saintly people around us, people who are good, but this defines a true saint an ongoing commitment to Christ. Theirs is not simply a good life, but a demonstrably Christ-centred life. The two parts of the description belong together. You cannot be one without being the other also. It's not enough to be a good person. It's being a Christ-centred person whose life is lived by the power of the Lord Jesus and for the Lord Jesus. And how might we apply this being faithful in Christ to the people that we're preaching to? We must make sure that as Christians we are distinguished by living and showing a life which is expressing the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's the third point that Paul says about these believers in Ephesus? These believers were in need of grace and peace. This is what it says in verse 2. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is not using a, a literary device here, but he's expressing a personal desire and a promise at the same time. What the church needs, it can have. 
it has already received both grace and peace from God. But like any other church, like yours and mine, it needs more of both. So God's undeserved favour has been brought to them and given them peace with him. But it can bring peace amongst those people in the same church and peace within each troubled heart. And how does this apply to Christian believers today? Well, we always are in need of more grace and peace, aren't we, than we have. We should seek it for ourselves and for others, believing that it will be granted by our Heavenly Father who has both created us and adopted us and will not withhold anything good from the much-loved bride of his much-loved son. Our thanks to Ray Tibbs for the first in our series on the letter to the Ephesians. That brings us to the end of our time together here on Serving Today. We hope you'll be able to join us again soon. So this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can now send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Until next time, goodbye.